Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast. Covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about a return from Bayheim's Army and Tyus Battle staying for another year. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today's Bayheim's Army General Manager, Kevin Belby. Kevin, thanks so much for coming back on the program. Wes, happy to do it, man. And Kevin, I want to get you started on this one. Bayheim's Army is back for the basketball tournament, chasing the grand prize of $2 million starting July 20th in Brooklyn. How excited are you and the rest of the team to get back into it? Oh, it's awesome. You know, every summer we have such a blast doing this. And last year we got so close, made it to the final four, lost to the eventual champ, uh, the three-time champ at this point, overseas elite by just four points. So, you know, we, we know that we can compete with anybody. Um, and we're bringing back a team this year that I, I feel and we all feel is even stronger than last year's roster. So sounds cliche, but really the sky's the limit. We really think that, that this can be the group um, that will win the $2 million. Now, Kevin, your latest roster addition is actually not a new name for Syracuse fans, but is a new player for Bayheim's Army. So take me through the genesis of getting Paul Harris on your roster. Absolutely. Um, you know, this is something that has kind of been in the works for a few years now. Uh, when we first started BAM's Army in 2015, was the first year we did it, I kind of had to convince guys that this was a real thing. Um, it, it sounds one of those things that honestly sounds too good to be true, playing basketball for just three weeks, six wins, and you get two million bucks to split. Not, uh, not a bad way to spend a couple weeks in your summer. So, you know, as we've kind of built the team up over the last few years. The games are on ESPN. We've had some really great finishes that have, you know, some of them have gone viral on social media here and there. Um, it, it's it's been a lot easier of a sell because guys who have been on the sidelines, whether it's a Paul Harris or even a Chris Joseph who will be playing with us for the first time, they've seen us. They've, they've seen the team together, maybe have even watched the games. So it's honestly something that a lot of guys are now asking to be a part of. So it's made my job a little easier that I don't have to convince <laughs> convince the guys that this is a, a real thing. Um, so, again, Paul, I've probably talked to him three years in a row now at least about playing, and um, finally he was able to you know make his schedule work. Same thing with Chris, and I'm excited to have both of them. Kevin, you just talked about Chris Joseph and Paul Harris. The other players on the team include Hakeem Warwick, Deshante Riley, James Sutherland, John Gillen, Brandon Trish, and of course, Eric Devendorf. What type of player are you looking at to round out the roster? Yeah, uh, I think that there's a lot of ways we can go. Um, I, I honestly am pretty happy with the team that we have so far. We've got a really, really strong core of eight, and I think every single guy brings something different to the table, which is important. Um, in 2016, we probably had 11 guys, I think, and had a couple guys that just their skills overlapped. So, you know, being having a, a diverse, flexible roster, it's really important. Um, I'd be happy going into the tournament with, with these eight that fully on board. 
Uh, we may add, you know, one more, who knows, maybe even two just for some emergency depth. But, um, you know, it's possible we could add a big man or another shooter, a lot of different ways to go, which uh, is really a luxury. But having the, these first eight guys on board, uh, I'm really confident and comfortable with, with the group that we have so far. Now, each year you've gathered in Syracuse for training camp and then done community outreach. Are you planning on doing that again this year? Yeah, yeah. A lot of that's still in the works, but we'll be up in Syracuse um, starting around July 14th, so at least a week before our games are scheduled to play in Brooklyn. And we basically get up there and practice twice a day every day. I mean, last year we practiced twice a day on the 4th of July, so these guys are really committed. Um, thankfully, this year the, the tournament's starting a little later, so we don't have to practice on the 4th of July. But we'll be up there, and, uh, you know, we always try and do something with the Boys and Girls Club. I think we're going to try and do something special this year with uh, the Jim and Julie Bayheim Foundation. Obviously, uh, without the Bayheim support, we literally wouldn't be Bayheim's Army. <laughs> so uh, excited to maybe do something with them. Um, so, and, and over the next couple weeks, that should all be, be finalized. But, you know, these guys love – being a part of the the artist community and you know, wearing orange, having uh, fans be in Brooklyn or Philly, wherever it, wherever it is, and standing clap until the first basket, just like they do in the Carrier Dome. That's something special that you know when these guys graduate or go pro, you don't always get when you're playing in Lebanon or Turkey or Israel or Spain. You know, wherever these guys are all around the world. So I think it's really uh, special and unique that they can get back together with each other, but in front of the fans again. So it's always important for them to give back. And that's really something that they push for more than me. You know, they, it's something they want to do. So I'm happy to, to help just facilitate it. Kevin, we'll get you out of here on this one. This is your fourth year at Bayheim's Army. So you have three years of memories to look back on. If you could pick your favorite memory of Bayheim's Army so far, what would it be? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, there are, I, I, I think that the way the tournament is set up, you know, it, it's a bit of a shorter game. It's a 36 minute game. Um, it's just, it's just really conducive to close games. There's never really any blowouts. And, um, it, it's funny. It's, I, I feel like we've had so many classic games over the years. You know, we, we had a, a really tough, I think, overtime battle with the LaSalle alumni team a couple years ago where Eric Devendorf got thrown out. Somebody on the other team got thrown <laughs> out. We had a, a double overtime game with Gale Nation, the Iona team last year. I mean, that, that was a crazy game. Uh, and then, but probably, you know, the, the most special memory that I'll, I'll definitely never forget was uh, playing Team FOE last year. And, you know, we were down 25 points with about 11, 12 minutes left. And, you know, I've said it before, but I, I honestly didn't think we were going to come back. I, I thought that we could, but... I, I was looking at all the guys' reactions in the huddles because really it's up to, it's not up to me whether, you know, we come back or not. It's up to them and whether they believe and, and yeah, they believe that they can make the plays. So I was looking at those guys in the huddles and they were just very quiet. Um, and I, I was perceiving it as, you know, a lack of, uh, maybe a lack of initiative, but really it was them just being calm. They weren't phased being down by 25 points. Nobody was yelling and screaming at each other, blaming each other. It just it didn't phase them. They were so locked in. And um, they all just had this quiet confidence in themselves and in the, each other where, you know, we started to hit a three, get a stop, hit a three, get a stop. And it just added up where, you know, we came back from 25 down to uh, to making the Final Four 
that was really really special. But I'm hoping uh, this summer I can replace um, replace that as my favorite memory with cashing the two million dollar check and uh, you know winning the championship on, on ESPN. So that uh, that's my hope for this summer. And I, again, I really do think we've got a, a special team to do it this year. Kevin, thank you so much for coming back on the program again. Kevin Belby from Bayheim's Army. Remember to get on thebasketballtournament.com to support them and, of course, catch them live in Brooklyn on July 20th. Kevin, we'll speak with you more between now and then, and good luck. Absolutely. Big fan of what you guys do. Go Orange. Always a pleasure to have Kevin Belby on the program, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad Syracuse guard Tyus Battle earlier in the week withdrew his name from the 2018 NBA draft and will return for his junior season. Were you surprised to hear the news? I, I really wasn't, especially after uh, so many players late in this process committed to staying in the draft at the same position as Tyus Battle. And, you know, in the end, I think this system worked as it should work in that they finally a couple of years ago allowed players to Uh, declare for the draft but not sign with an agent so they could return to school. So this was the perfect opportunity for Tyus Battle. I think he took perfect advantage of it. I think he got exactly the kind of advice that he and his family were looking for. So in the end, I wasn't surprised. Uh, And I was just kind of more surprised that he waited to the very end, to be honest with you, even though he had been working out and had worked out for teams and, and had private workouts uh, to get his body in shape to, to, to be an NBA player. But overall, in the end, I wasn't, Wes. I, I, I really did expect that with the influx of players at his position and how he performed at the NBA draft combine, that he would be making Jim Beheim's summer a very happy one. Brad, Battle already had a very good sophomore year, averaging more than 19 points per game. So what can he do in his junior season to improve his 2019 NBA draft stock? Well, what he can improve on certainly is his shooting. But what I think is going to help him improve even more is the depth on this team. He's not going to have to play 40 minutes a game for this team to win. Uh, although, you, or th- certainly th- theoretically, you would think he would not have to play as many minutes as he did uh, last season to lead this team, you know, as far as the, the Sweet 16 or beyond. So I think a combination of his shooting, uh, he's getting stronger in, in working out and, and planning to you know, continue extensive workouts all summer. So uh, getting to the basket's always been a strength and will continue to be. He'll improve the shooting. And then as he has a better team around him, I think he'll just naturally get better and his leadership will come through. So I think all of those elements will uh, add up to him being a better player when he looks at the draft next year. Brad, let's talk about the 2018-19 team. This is a very deep team for the first time in recent memory, and they're now returning their starting five, plus adding Jalen Carey, Elijah Hughes, Buddy Beheim, and Robert Braswell. At least on paper, this looks to be their best team in years. We've gone from gloom and doom, right? 14-15, and what's going on with this program? Can Jim Beheim still recruit to now all of a sudden He's going to cap his career with some with one of the deepest teams he's ever had next year, and he's going to coach his son. So, I mean, what a way to end a, a career for the next four years. I, I think it's so many things that just happen to fall into place at the same time. Always have been able to recruit. That's been a constant. Always have been able to adjust in recruiting when you lose a player, when a player transfers. That's been a constant. 
coming all the way back from this loss of scholarships, I think you really have to hand it to him and the coaching staff for the job they've done in scouring everywhere they've had to look, both in the U.S. and abroad, to get the kind of players they need to keep the program afloat. And now look at the results of all this labor. It's a completely different team than what we were talking about. Even Think about it, Wes, even as recently as Selection Sunday, right? Had no idea if they'd make the tournament. And look how their fortunes changed. And even with losing, you know, what's said to be the top recruits in Stante Green, uh, they still look, you know, very, very formidable for next season. Brad, we are running out of show. Your closing thoughts. For all Syracuse lacrosse fans out there that want to see the head of John Desco carried down to Comstock Avenue, let's hold on for a second here. Uh, this is a coach that's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. This is a coach that's been the ACC Coach of the Year for the past four years. This is a coach that's assembling a great uh, amount of talent that's going to turn the corner next season. So let's just hold the boat here for a second. Let's see what happens next year. No no harm in losing to a Cornell team in the first round, even in the Carrier Dome, uh, in the competitive landscape of the sport. Let's hold on for a second, and let's just see how this program develops next season to try to make a deep run in the NCAA lacrosse tournament. Brad, my closing thoughts are in the 2018 ACC Big Ten Challenge. Syracuse will face Ohio State on the road, the first time the two teams have met since the 2012 Elite Eight. I think most Syracuse fans will agree that we're just happy not to be playing Wisconsin again. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I was in a restaurant that had a sign that said, restrooms for customers only, and I thought, that must be hard working there. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.